Information technology and computer science are both concerned with computers, of course. But what's the difference between the two terms? And what does it mean to get a computer science degree versus getting an information technology degree? All that and more in today's episode. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. So we want to remind everybody to subscribe to the show because we have great episodes every week. They're on different topics and maybe, uh, you know, you enjoy this topic or you don't enjoy this topic. But we're going to do another software topic that might be quite different next week. Right, Rebecca? Absolutely. And we're almost a third of the way through 100. So it's a great time to subscribe. Yeah, we already have a great back catalog on everything from PowerPoint to open source software to what is memory to... Operating system. Yeah. So there's a great back catalog to look through, but please subscribe so you hear our future episodes as well. So what's this week's topic? Well, today we're going to talk about the difference between IT and computer science. IT and computer science. And those terms sometimes are referred to as information technology. IT is the abbreviation. And computer science is sometimes referred to as CS, right? Obviously, those are the initials. But people use both of those interchangeably all the time. Now, you know, this actually came to me as a topic because I got a tweet. Somebody was like, I heard you wrote books about classic computer science problems And my computer is not working well, so could you help me? And I feel like you get that quite a bit. I mean, I do that to you, where there's something going on with my computer, and I ask you to fix it. Right. And so obviously, as a computer science teacher, I use computers all the time. As a software developer, I use computers all the time. But you know, everybody uses computers all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't mean that I'm an expert in necessarily fixing your computer or um, how to run some specific app or change some setting. What I study and what I teach people and what I practice as a software developer is how we make software and how we use algorithms and mathematical structures to efficiently solve problems using computational tools. I don't necessarily study or help other people figure out how to use Microsoft Windows well Mm -hmm. or how to use Adobe Photoshop well or something like that. And I think that's a big confusion that a lot of the general public has is they think oh, you work with computer science or you work in software development, therefore you know everything about computers. Mm-hmm. Or my computer isn't working, you're the person I can go to to ask for that for help. Uh, I feel like it's the one of the most common misconceptions um, and something that's actually pretty important because when you do have an issue going on or you do have a project or, or want to start learning software development, you need to know which avenue, which direction to go. Yeah. And so some people, when they're in university or college, they're thinking, do I want to study computer science or do I want to study information technology? And they're really two very different things. They're related in that they both have to do with computers But computer science is about how we solve problems using computational tools. So it's actually at, you could think about it like a lower level than information technology. Information technology is about the use of computers. Mm -hmm. So these computational tools already exist. They were already created by computer scientists, by software developers. How do we now go and apply those tools, let's say, to a certain business scenario? Mm -hmm. That would be the work of information technologists. 
We're, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that a lot of companies or organizations, they're going to have someone who is their IT person, right? A lot of businesses, unless it's a software development company, are not going to have necessarily a computer scientist on staff. Right, exactly, right? You don't have a computer science department at your corporation. You have an IT department, Mm -hmm. and they provide IT support. They don't provide computer science support. So if you kind of get that, like analogy there, then I think you get a lot about what the difference is between the two disciplines. So if you want to study at a lower level, if you want to understand what are the mathematical foundations of how software is built, if you want to understand how to build software, that's the combination of computer science and software engineering, then you want to study computer science or software engineering. But if you want to study, well, these apps already exist, these operating systems already exist, How do we configure them and utilize them in such a way that they will solve some business problem or be useful to a certain set of people who need to solve some kind of business problem? Then that's more IT. Would an IT person um, be someone who might also help with like the networking of computers in an organization? Yeah, absolutely. So I, again, because networking technology might be built out of computer science and software engineering fundamentals, as well as electrical engineering fundamentals for that matter. But then once those tools are in place, somebody needs to go and configure the network. Somebody needs to go and set up the router, set up the switches, set up the networking equipment. That's going to be somebody in information technology. Mm-hmm. That's going to be somebody who might be something like um, a network specialist There's something called a network engineer. Those people are working at a higher level than the fundamentals of building those systems. They're configuring and combining the systems together to build a larger meta system, if you will, uh, to connect all the computers within a certain business or organization. So there's different layers, right? There's people in physics who work on chips and work at the silicon level of actually creating the microchips and integrated circuits that everything else is built on top of. Then there's people who work at the hardware level in hardware engineering to actually build computing systems. And then there's people who work at the software level in software engineering and computer science to actually build tools that we can then use as software developers to actually create software systems that then the IT people are at kind of the top level using those other systems that have been created out of hardware and software in combination to solve a a larger problem. Let's talk a little bit about computer science and what that looks like and what someone who's studying computer science is going to be doing. So let's go beyond my earlier definition that somebody who studies computer science solves problems using computational tools. Let me actually talk about how the term can be kind of confusing because there's actually a lot of different kinds of jobs that can fall under the realm of computer science and different kinds of studies even that can fall under the realm of computer science. Computer science is a lot of sub-disciplines, but if there were three broad categories, I think Paul Graham has actually defined it well. This is in his essay, Hackers and Painters, I'm going to quote from. So he says, I've never liked the term computer science. The main reason I don't like it is that there's no such thing. Computer science is a grab bag of tenuously related areas thrown together by an accident of history like Yugoslavia. 
At one end, you have people who are really mathematicians, but call what they're doing computer science so they can get DARPA grants. In the middle, you have people working on something like the natural history of computers, studying the behavior of algorithms for routing data through networks, for example. And then at the other extreme, you have the hackers who are trying to write interesting software and for whom computers are just a medium of expression as concrete is for architects or paint for painters. So he's really talking about three different kinds of people, people working more in kind of pure math. We would call that more like theoretical computer science, people working on algorithms and data structures and more of the experimental side of computer science. And, and that's really the real science part of computer science. And, and then when you say science part, you mean like doing experiments, using the scientific method, maybe making a hypothesis and testing it. Absolutely. The real scientific method, publishing papers, peer-reviewed papers, uh, comparing their methodology to others in the field, and really, like you said, um, expanding the field through experimentation and hypothesizing and then improving, etc. And then you have the people who actually build software. And we usually call those people software developers or software engineers. And there's a discipline called software engineering. But they also oftentimes are kind of lumped together in computer science as well. And so this term really applies to all three of these different groups. And that's why some people like Paul Graham don't really like the term at all. Because it doesn't, when something means too many things, it tends to not really mean anything. But there definitely is a core like experimental science part of computer science. We just haven't gone and completely split off the software developers and the people doing the more applied parts from those more experimental scientific parts. And then we still have the pure math people in there as well. So it's, it's kind of like, wow, there's too many different groups that fall under this umbrella. And so it's sometimes hard to think about what really is just like computer science. It's not just one thing. It's multiple things, and they're all falling under this bigger meta thing. I would say that our podcast really focuses more on the software development, the kind of hacker, so to speak, side of computer science. Yeah, and and we occasionally talk about the other parts as well. But then this is really quite different, all of this, from IT. Exactly. IT, they're not – if you're working in IT, you're not necessarily working on algorithms and data structures. You're definitely not working on pure math generally. And you're probably not working as a software developer. You're probably working another level up the stack. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just different. It just means that you're working at a higher level. Uh, Actually, I'd say the software developers are working at a lower level than the IT folks. And the people doing data structures and algorithms research in some ways are working at a lower level, not in terms of levels of abstraction, but in terms of how close they are to the machine than the people who are using those data structures and algorithms to build software. So maybe an analogy that might be kind of interesting in this uh, and as the, like, I think about it in like the medical field, right? There's people who are doing research about cells and what happens. And they're not thinking about that cell in a human being. But then there's someone who thinks about, all right, how do these cells and how do how the cells behave? How does that impact the way a body works or things like that? And then there's someone who says, oh, I'm going to use that theory to create a drug or to solve a problem or to do something with it. And then you're going to have maybe that the nurse who's going to be the one who's actually giving me the shot with that drug. Yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable analogy, right? Um, If you think about what a doctor does, 
a doctor is kind of like an IT worker in our analogy in some ways. They're not inventing the new drug. They're not inventing the new treatment. They might. Some doctors do medical research. So some doctors do that. But your general, your average doctor, practicing doctor, is not doing necessarily a ton of research. They're helping people get better. They're fixing their problem. They're like your IT support. They're fixing your, your problem with your machine. Your machine happens to be your human body. There are doctors who are working at another level and actually doing medical research. And then there's also a whole large group of scientists who work at pharmaceutical companies and also work in universities who are not actually doctors at all. They might be biologists, they might be chemists, they might be biochemists, they might even be physicists in some cases because we're working on medical devices. And they're work and there's engineering as well. And they're working together to create the new devices that then the doctor as the IT person is applying to the machine, the human body. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good analogy you found, Rebecca. And I think that um, if you think about it, right, there's, I don't want to be like putting down the IT people. In fact, I think by using this analogy, we're actually elevating them. We're saying that they're the equivalent of the doctors and the computer science folks are more the equivalent of the biologists working mm -hmm. at the pharmaceutical company. Um, and I, I think that's a reasonable way of thinking about it because what you're doing there is you're taking the application of something away from the creation mm -hmm. of something. And so when I work like as a software developer, it doesn't mean that I'm an expert in using every piece of software on my computer or even the apps that, uh, that I sometimes use for software development. Like for example, I work in Xcode a lot, which is a graphical integrated development environment for the Mac. And I'm not an expert on every feature of Xcode. I'm pretty good at using it because I use it so much, but it doesn't mean I'm an expert in Xcode. I'm pretty good at Xcode and I know a lot of the different features of Xcode and how to use them, but I'm not like the ultimate expert on Xcode. There could, there's actually a whole set of people called developer support. They work at, um, at software development companies and they help developers get the most out of their development environment. And there's a related field called DevOps, which mm -hmm. is like developer operations. So there's people who specialize in just how can we use developer tools better. There's people who specialize, of course, in how we can use Mac OS well or how we can use Windows or Linux well. And they're really experts on tuning those operating systems and setting them up for particular needs. And so there's many different rabbit holes you can dive down into in computing. And uh, computer science is while a big term, not the only term. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot to be said for studying IT and for, for getting into that realm. I think what gets confusing is sometimes the departments kind of get combined in a university. So you'll see, um, you know, IT and S, something like that, or a degree in computer and information systems, CIS. And a lot of the courses in a CIS degree actually are not that dissimilar from some of the courses that might be in a computer science degree. And so that tends to kind of blur the lines and get a little confusing. But I think we can make a hard delineation where when people are working, if someone's working as a software developer, they're not going to say, I work usually in IT. Sometimes they will, but in the United, and I've heard that term more in Europe or in Asia, mm -hmm. where people working as software developers will say, I work in IT. In the United States, people don't generally say that. If you're working as a software developer, usually you say, I'm a software engineer, I'm a software developer, I'm a programmer. They won't usually say, I'm in IT, because IT connotes something different. It connotes, I support people with the use of their computers. Well, hopefully we've cleared that up a little bit for some people listening. So next time you have a problem with Windows, don't 
send me an email. <laughs> uh, but but um, maybe I can explain to you how Windows works at a lower level. I think that that's a, a good idea. So thanks for listening this week. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Don't forget to subscribe. How can you get in touch with us on Twitter, Rebecca? We're at Copec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.